Praise the Lord. I, I welcome everyone to Pentecostals of Madison today. As we go to the Word of the Lord today, I ask you to turn with me to Judges chapter chapter 13, and I'll read verse read one verse from chapter 13, and then I'm going to drop down to verse chapter 16 of Judges and read a couple verses. I'm going I'm to talk about today about a familiar story that we're probably all familiar with about Samson, but uh, I just feel like God has led me this direction today. Judges chapter 13 and verse 5, the Bible says, For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Judges chapter 16 and verse 19 I know I'm skipping kind of the story, reading two different parts of the story of Samson's life, but I just wanted to bring out these two points. The first point in the first scripture I wanted to bring out is he shall be delivered. He shall he was a Nazarite from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver out Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Judges 16 and verse 19, the Bible says, And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and he and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. Verse 20, the Bible says, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Today, if you will, join me in prayer right now that the Lord will anoint me today that, to share this word. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to touch this earthly vessel. Lord, I ask you to touch my lips of clay today, Lord Jesus, and I ask you to minister right now, Lord Jesus, through me to this congregation, Lord Jesus, the ones that's here and the ones on the web, Lord. I ask you to touch and anoint us today, Lord Jesus, throughout this service, Lord Jesus, and allow your word to be settled in our hearts today. Lord, I ask you to touch in all things, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You may be seated. When we look at the story of Samson, we look at the beginning where I read as we talk about this is actually before Samson was being born and that, that showing that he was called by God to, to, to deliver his people from the hands of the Philistines. He, was, he had a calling on his life before he was even born, before, when, while he was still in the womb. And that's why I had that scripture. I read that scripture in chapter 13. In verse 16, when I pick up and started reading, we pick up kind of, you know, the, kind of the end of the story of Samson in the Bible where we find him with him, him asleep on the knees of a harlot, a Philistine harlot at that. And we find him on a sleep, and we find him, you know, where he's, he's being provoked. And here he is, you know, he's, you know, if we know the story, we know that he's just, just giving her the secret behind where his anointing came from and, and behind what his commitment and his, his conditions was. And we find him, you know, and we find him being his head being shaved, and then we find him waking up out of this sleep and not realizing what had happened, not realizing where he was at in life. The Bible says in the last part of that verse, and the Bible says, and he wist not that the Lord was departed from him, or he did not know or did not realize that the Lord had even departed from him. And I feel like, and I've said this many times, if you've been around me very much times, this story is kind of hits home. Because to me, when this is a warning to us, it was a, that it's so easily we can get to that place before we even realize it. 
that we can get to a place in life that we don't even realize we're there. We can be in the middle of some things in life and we don't even realize we're there. And today my title is, How Did I Get Here? How did I get to this place in life? So many of us have probably found ourselves in that place. If it wasn't ever any, there's a lot of different areas of life. We can find ourselves right there. We find ourselves, how did I get here? How did I get this far in debt? Or how did I get this far? Well, how did I get to here? You know, in place. And sometimes, you know, life, you know, we talk about time and we talk about how fast time just rolls on. And we find out, you know, how did, you know, we've, we're, we're already in the midst of things, some things in life. And we, we say, how did I get to this point? How did I get this far away? Or how did I get to this place? And so in life, you know, it's, 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 it's come by things. And today, that's what I want to talk to us about is talk about how Samson, but I also want to refer that to us today. How did Samson get to this point in his life and did not even realize it? Samson, as I said earlier, he was anointed from even before he was even born. The Bible says from his mother's womb, he was anointed. He was called by God all of his life. And he had a great calling on his life. Amen. Samson did some great things for God. When we look back in the story, and I just didn't go back in all the story, because you know, but I just feel like you know, you look at Samson's life and Samson did some great things, and the Bible says he would begin to deliver his people out of the hand of the Philistines, and in the end, he did that. He did what he was called to do, but Samson had done some great things before this time we find him in his life. He had been anointed. He had been God had used him in many ways, and but we find him in a place, you know, in the lap of one of the enemies, in the enemy's lap, and you say, how do you find yourself there? How do you find, get that far away from God? Or how do you get that far in this left direction and don't even realize it? You know, we, we're talking about Samson Day, but, but in so many times in life, I found myself that I had drifted so far away, that away from God, and didn't even realize I had drifted. When I was a teenager, there was times I sat through services. I sat through services because my mom and dad, I grew up in a Christian home, and my mom was... You know, she was, and my dad was both, they, it was mandatory that I was in church. Even though when I was through my teenage years, I was as backslidden as I could be. But I, but they made me be in church. And because I was in church, I had, I had drifted so far away and didn't even realize how far I had drifted. Samson began to look and, and, and then began to long for relationships in this direction. And that's where we find ourselves. So many times it's easy when the enemy, he may not get us to do something at first. He may not get us to go down that road at first. But if he can get us to look at that, look at it with a different set of eyes. And I feel like today in the world we live, the enemy is, is ramping hard because he knows time is coming short. And so he has began in the last few years, he's began to get us to try to the society. I'm talking about society today. He's trying to get us to look at things in a different way. Get us to laugh at some things that we know that's not right. If you know, he can get it through entertainment. He can get us to, to laugh at things and to get us to look at it with a different view or different set of eyes and get us to look at things. That's where we first start down that downward path. When we get to looking at things in life and we not realize, you know, we get to looking at it with a different set of eyes or we get to looking at it in a different direction. Well, that ain't so bad. Then we begin to long for that, or you know, then that longing starts setting up in our life. 
We start setting up in our life a longing for for that that we used to would say, that's out of reach. That's that's I wouldn't go there. I won't even go there. But after we look at it and we look at it a different set of eyes, then we begin to longing for that. We strive for that, want that in our life. And that's where Samson was. He had looked and then he began to long for relationships from that enemy's camp. If not careful, we can do the same thing. We can begin to look at things in life and look at it a different view and look at it a different thing, and then after a while, we long for that. Something we knew better than we should even touch, but after a while, we start leaning to that direction and longing for that. Just before I started reading in the second part of the text I read, when, I, when we, he had fell in love with this woman named Delilah. Mm-hmm. Samson had fell in love with her. You know, and the Bible says, you know, he, here he is, his calling on his whole life is to deliver his people from the hands of the Philistines. But he had began, he fell in love with one of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. And that's where we find Samson. And that's where we find him on that downward path. He had fell in love with something that he knew was out of bounds. But, but he first, he had to look, look at it and long for it. The Lord of the Philistines then came up to her and said unto her, Entice him, and see where his great strength lieth, and by that, by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him and afflict him. And right where I began to read, we find him, Samson with his head lying in that lap of the enemies I said earlier. This wasn't the first time. That's how it works. The enemy don't, he don't just give up. You know, Samson had, had, had been there before. Here he, this wasn't the first time his, he had fell asleep in this same, this same lady's lap. But the other times, Samson was still okay. He says, oh, he, was, you know, he lied to her and he told her different things. And, and here every time he woke up, you know, he, he still, he's still there. He could feel God. He still was able to do great things. And he still was able to do things in life. But he kept on, kept on lay, laying his head back in the same lap. Kept allowing the enemy to entice him until he finally gave in. You know what happens sometimes in our life when we feel like we get, when when we're able to go through some things in life and we we're able to we go through some things and God delivers us and God helps us out through some things. If we're not careful, after a while we 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 take on that as we accomplish that on our own abilities. I'm strong enough. I can overcome this. I can I can and I think that's where Samson had found himself. I'm not just, I feel, I feel like Samson found himself in a place that he said, well, you know, I'm comfortable here. And I'm strong enough, I can do this, and I can still have both worlds. And I think that's where Samson had found himself, and that's where we find ourselves so many times in life. We find ourselves getting to the point because God has cause brought us back, and God has delivered us so many times from, from the things we've allowed in our life. And God has accepted us back. And we, we find ourselves being enticed in, well, I can handle this. My, I'm spiritually strong enough. I can go here and also be okay with God. Right. I've have, I grew up, and you know, most of us know that I was over young people for many years. And, and I saw young people through the many years that some young people seemed like that they could live like the devil and all of a sudden turn back to God, and God would just receive them back in their open arms. Mm-hmm. They'd walk in a service, may not even been in a service in months, 
and been living like the devil and come come to church one time and then 30 minutes, I mean, a 30-minute service and five minutes in the altar, and they're back speaking in tongues like never before. And you say, wow, how did they do that? How do they walk into a service in five minutes, they're already back, lost in the presence of God. God has took them back. And they find themselves, and I told one young lady years, 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 many years ago, I told her, I says, it's so easy for you, so sensitive to God, that, that God, it seems like you can just come back at any time you want to. I says, there's going to be a day. There's going to be a day in your life that you're going to think that, oh, I can just come back anytime I want to. There's going to be a day in your life that God, it's not going to be so easy to come back. And today, I'm just sad to say that today, she's not been able to come back to that point. She hadn't been back. She's been in services, but it, it's not that easy anymore. There's more things in her life. And, and so, and I feel like, I think in her life that she finally was like Samson. She had just let this, well, oh, I can just come back anytime I want to. I think, oh, I can just, I can go do what I want to, and I can just walk back into church, and I can feel God's presence. God will just restore me. But after time after time, she, they got to a point, that young lady got to a point that she said, well, I can do this anytime I want to. And then when it came to this point in her life, she had went too far. And she, she's not, and I'm not saying she can't come back, but it ain't been as easy this last time. And you, as, she's, as she's loud, did that so many times. Here, Samson was in the lap. This was the third or fourth time that Samson had his head lying in the lap of this enemy, going through the same thing. And it's been always been kind of, to me, I've always thought about that. I'm like, you know, how would you wind up? I mean, if, if you told this person something and they did it, as soon as you fell asleep, why would you go back to sleep in the lap of the same person? You know, how would you, how, how can you, you know, find yourself comfortable enough, you know, when you know as soon as you go to sleep, they're going to do what you just did. Especially not the second time would have been okay, but the third and fourth time that you go back to the same person. How do you feel comfortable enough to fall back asleep in the lap of someone you know that's going to do what you just told them to do? What your weakness is. And so but we look at our life sometimes in our life and we do the same thing. You know, we say, well, God has delivered me this time and, and I, we, we you know, get us back and we go good for a little while and then we go right back in that same path. And we go right back before we know it, we're right back where we were at. We're right back in the lap of the enemy in our life and so if we're not careful so, so we can't just throw Samson on the, on the fire you know say well Samson you should have known better because we find ourselves in that same predicament right. we've found ourselves in that same place sometimes where we've drifted back down that same road because the enemy knows what our weakness is yes, and that's what he's going to throw at us yep. if, if, if what, what my weakness is and brother Tom may have two different things he's not going to use my weakness against brother Tom because he knows it ain't going to work He's going to use my weakness against me. Yep. And every time that I get a little bit cold or I get a little bit drifted, the first thing that's going to come into my life is my weakness. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that's going to be with yours. Yes. And Brother Tom, whatever Brother Tom's weakness is, the enemy already knows that. He knows where he's tripped him up before. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's going to throw at him. And when he gets a little bit whatever in his life or he gets a little bit overwhelmed or he gets any little bit thing in life, the first thing he's going to throw at him is, what his temptation is or what his weakness is. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. they did with Samson. That's what the enemy did with him. They knew that they had him where they had wanted him. They had him in a weak, vulnerable time in life. 
And they kept kept enticing, kept using that until he finally broke. Crossroads in life, we come to them all through times, all through our life. We come to crossroads. We come to decision times. You are you are now at a crossroad, and this is your opportunity. Every time we come to a crossroad, it's our opportunity to make the most important decision that you'll ever make. We look at life and we look at things, you know, we look at decisions we make. So many times we look at them like, this is just a trivial, trivial decision. This ain't no big deal. This is just a small thing, you know. This is just a small decision today. But every decision we make, and I've, and I've said this before, I'm not just saying something new, but today I feel like this. We make decisions in life that set our future. Our future is formed at every, deci- every decision we make in our life. It don't just take just the big decision. Sometimes we just say, well, this here decision ain't going to really matter. You know, what we do when we get up in the morning, which direction we leave the house, it matters because whatever direction you head, that's where you're going to have to come back from. And so many times in spiritually in life, we have to realize what we're doing in life. We have to realize every decision in our life is going to make a difference in our, our future. Sometimes... These intersections we face seem so small that we overlook them. And sometimes we don't even slow down through these decisions. We make these decisions on the run. Right. So many times we make some of these small decisions, we're like, well, this little thing here ain't going to matter. I don't even take, take time to stop and think about it. We just plow right on through that stop sign. When it's a stop sign up there saying stop, we see that. And Sometimes we see things in our life, we see... We see things in our life, you know, like we see a stop sign that we need to stop. And, you know, and, and, and you know, the stop sign is not slow down and go through. The officer says when he, if you run the stop sign, he's not going to say, well, stop at the next one. He's going to write you a ticket most of the time because he knows the importance of, of stopping at a stop sign. You need to stop. And so many times in life, we look at, look at our life, we look at crossroads, we look at things in our life as, we, we just drive right on through the stop sign. We make a decision on the flow, on the run, and we just kind of keep going. And sometimes we need to stop. That stop sign's there for a reason. Because yeah. when you pull up to that intersection that says it has a stop sign at it, it means stop and look both ways and make a decision if it's safe to go forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what we must do spiritually. We must come to a crossroads. We must stop at the stop signs that God puts in our life. And we must evaluate the situation. And sometimes, you know, them situations and evaluation times in our life is important. Mm-hmm. How we evaluate, just as this, if we pulled out in an intersection, we, don't even, we look one way and we don't look the other way. We pull out and someone hits us. A few years ago, a couple years ago, we had a, most of you know, the logging industry, and I, my, we loaded a truck one morning, early one morning, and they're um, on 27 and we're 50 three runs into 27 that intersection there was an elderly lady coming coming from madison going towards mayo and she pulled up to that stop sign she stopped at that stop sign and she looked both ways but her view was blurred because of the sun was shining that morning she pulled out in front of a loaded log truck one of, one of our loaded log trucks that i had to go and see this scene and she and it was hit the driver door of her car and she was killed on impact because she didn't look back the second time to make sure that the sun had her blinded. 
her life was took out of here, but her life was, you know what I mean, that moment was abruptly interrupted. And sometimes in life we, we face spiritual decisions just like that. Sometimes we pull up there and everything looks good. But we meet, sometimes we need to take a little closer look. Because what we do when we pull through that stop sign could be tragic in our life. It could be it could be the end of our life. It could be the tragic. So just as just as we pull up to that stop sign and we make sure there's nothing else coming, we need to do that spiritually. We need to come to stop signs and we need to we need to pray. We need to think about situations in our life. How we this decision is going to affect me today? If we're not considering the effects of this crossroads, we can find ourselves just like Samson, not knowing that the Lord had departed from him. Here he was, you know, thinking he was all okay. Everything looked okay. He woke up as he had other times, but he didn't even realize the Lord had departed. Judges 16 and 16 says, And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart. I know I backed up just a few minutes to read that scripture. But that's where the enemy, he's going to press us daily. He's not going to give up. Right. If, we, if we, today, if we, if we fend off that, that temptation today or we fend off that urge today, he's going to be back tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to have to defend him off tomorrow. And that's how, that's how the enemy works. He's not going to give up as long as we draw breath. He's going to keep fighting mm-hmm. for us. But God will give us the strength to overcome anything that we face. The thing that was always intrigued me, as I said this earlier, is how he kept going back. Even after she had tricked him so many times, he kept going back. That's how the power of the enemy can get over us. And then, we, then if we allow him to get, take a charge of us, our life. If we keep going back, he'll eventually wear us down. The, with one bad decision at a crossroad in your life, it can start you down a road of destruction. That's important to every decision that we make at every intersection of our lives. When you look through the Bible, there's many other people that, that made, had to make decisions in their life. You look at Adam and Eve. They were at the foot of a tree. They had to make a decision. It was decision time. Moses, standing at a burning bush, God called him to go lead the people out of Israel. There's Israel out of Egypt. And here he was at decision time. Young David standing at the feet of Goliath, facing this unmountable task. David had a decision to make. Jonah standing in a boat in the middle of a raging storm. He had a decision to make. Joseph in the house of his master. And even again in a jail cell, Joseph was at a decision. Peter standing at the foot of the cross. And this list could go on and on. Of people that in the Bible, throughout the Bible, people that Bible that had was had decision times. They were standing at stop signs in their life, and which direction they went mattered their eternity. Some of them made good decisions, but some of them didn't. With everyone that made bad decisions, that every one of them came with a cost. We look at Adam and Eve in the garden. They made a bad decision. They ate of the fruit that they've told not to. The Bible says they were kicked out of the garden. Jonah spent three days in the belly of a fish because he wouldn't turn back to God. Samson 
in the story I read today, Samson lost his eyesight and lost his freedom. But it don't have to end there when we make a bad decision. We all have made bad decisions today. Can everybody agree with me today? We've all made bad decisions. Jonah 2 and 2 says, and Jonah said, and, and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell and cried, I, and thou heardest my voice. It's the same with us. One bad decision we can get out of the presence of God. But we can turn back. Today I feel like someone here, or someone here or someone online, today I feel like they're at an intersection in life. I feel like we all, maybe before this day or before this week is over coming, we all will stand at an intersection in life. We will stand at a place in life that we'll have to make a decision. If you're here and you know that you have at a crossroads, we need to allow God to direct which way we need to go. Psalm 62 and 2 says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And we need to do this, as Psalmist says, we need to cry for God. When we get overwhelmed in life, we need to cry for God to lead us to the rock that is higher than I. Give us direction more than what we can face in life. I believe today in, in the world we live today, I believe the enemy is throwing out all costs because as I said earlier, I, we feel like and he knows he's, he has his time is short. And he is fighting for keeps. And, and I believe he's throwing everything at us. I believe this, this past year we faced things that we've never had to face. We've faced this pandemic. We've faced, we faced things that through the, un, the social unrest and things that the enemy, he's just one thing right after other he's thrown at us to the point we found ourselves drifted away. He put division and tried to put separation, begin with, he tried to separate us from congregating. He tried to separate us from a group. He, and, as, and I believe that's what the enemy tries to do in first in our own individually life. He tries to separate us. Mm-hmm. He separates us from where our strength lies. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to put division between us in that separation. Mm-hmm. And today we find ourselves through this pandemic, through this separation, we've, I've, I've seen where people have struggled. People have found themselves struggling things they never would have thought they'd ever struggled with. I believe that I believe through this this pandemic, I believe the spirit of depression has been uh, released on this on our nation mm-hmm. through the fear of what could have happened mm-hmm. or what could happen. I believe the enemy has has released uh, released depression upon our our nation on on our people because I feel like he he's using that to divide us to separate us and he knows he can destroy he ha- he has destroyed many many person many many souls with that spirit of depression but it, every decision we make we're going to have to there're going to be consequences for but i say this jesus says in luke 13 and 3 jesus says i tell you nay but except ye repent ye shall all likewise perish so the bible says we must repent or we likewise shall perish Ezekiel 14 and 6 says, Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourself from your idols, 
and turn away your faces from all your abominations. When we read this scripture, sometimes we, we talk, we say it says repent, turn yourself from your idols. You know, we look at idols sometimes as some wooden or metal figure in life. You know, like someone worshiping something, an idol, you know, a, a, a handmade God. Mm -hmm. But sometimes in life we find things that becomes idols in our life. Or things that becomes, you know, in our life that is not just, you know, it's not no wooden or not something physical. So many times anything that we put before God or anything that we put, you know, in, in you know, we feel fall in love in more than God. And you say, well, I don't love, I love God most of all. But what, anything that we put before him, before coming to his house and before, before his, our relationship, before our prayer time, anything that we allow in our life that take the place of God becomes an idol. And the Bible says we must repent and turn ourselves away from these idols. Turn away from the faces from all your abominations. Acts 3 and 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. In life, you know, we must have this refreshing. So many times in life when we find ourselves like Samson, we find ourselves not realizing that God has left us. We wake up one day and we're like, how did I get here? How have I drifted this far away? Or how am I got, you know, I don't have a, the prayer life I used to have. Or I don't have this or I don't have that. I've drifted away from God. And when we find ourselves drifting away from God to the place, we say, what we, well, what are we going to do about that? We have one, two decisions to make. We can, we can keep drifting in the way we're going or we can turn back to God. You know, we look at Samson and we look, and we look at Jonah. In both of these circumstances, they made bad decisions. They went down roads of destruction of their life. But we look at Jonah. You know, he spent three days in the belly of a fish. I've always said, I said, I, wouldn't have, I thought, I think, you know, if I knew, I mean, because he, he told the, the other men in the boat when they were facing the storm, he says, he says, the storm is because of my sins. Throw me overboard, and the storm will cease. He knew where the, who had sinned. He knew it was because of his sin. And all he had to do was repent. But he allowed them to throw him overboard and then be swallowed up in the belly of a fish for three days before he decides to turn back to God. We find Jonah on his knees repenting. We find Jonah changing his life. And we look at Jonah's life and we say, you know, why didn't he chain, turn back while he was on the boat? Why didn't he turn back before they threw him overboard? Overboard. But sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes I think in our life that God has to get us to a place of repentance. But, I'm, but, but today I'm here to say, you know, if we're to a place and we need to turn back to God and, or we need to draw back closer to him, today don't wait until it's too late. We look at Samson's life, and in the end of Samson's life, he did turn back to God. I believe he prayed, and I believe he repented of where he, he had allowed himself to get. And God, God answered his prayer by answering his prayer one last time, and he did defend, he did defeat the Philistine army, and he did begin to bring his people out because the Bible says he killed more people in his death, Philistines in his death, than he did at all times of his life. And so he did what he was called to do. 
But even though he had went down the wrong road, he had to have a decision time. And we, he had to turn back. And, and when he turned back and had truly had a repentant heart, you know, he found himself back restored with God. And I find sometimes in life, you know, we look at ourselves and we look at life and we look at things in life that we say, how, I went so far now, how could I ever get back? Would, would, you know, sometimes we wonder, will, will God take me back? And I wondered that myself in my own life. I wondered, you know, I said, will God even, because I had played the game too long, I said, Will he take me back? And when I really, truly had a repentant of heart and I really turned back to him, he took me back. The Bible says in Acts 2 and 38, we, we read this scripture so many times, we most people can quote this scripture. But we look at this scripture, you know, in verse 37, and I didn't give this verse, but in verse 37, some of the people was at that decision road. And here they were come to that place in their life where they had said, you know, we see, we feel the conviction. We know we need to turn back, and we need to turn back. But what must we do? You know, what shall we do is what the Scripture says. He says, what shall we do to, to, to get back to where we would need to be with God? And Peter answered them and said, repent. It's the first thing he told them to do. He says, you must repent and then be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we repent... And then we bury that sin in baptism. Mm -hmm. Then we are able to receive that Holy Ghost. You, and we restored. And that's how God made the plan. Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. He died on that cross not just for the Christian's sake. He died on that cross so that we would have the ability. When we've made bad decisions. When we've made things in our life. When we've drifted away. Where we'd have the ability to turn back to God. The Bible says he knew us when we was yet sinners. Mm -hmm. He died on that cross for us when we were yet sinners. When we was in a, the roughest place in our life, he knew us then. And that's why he went to the cross for us. When we were unlovable, he went to the cross for us. And today, if we find ourselves drifted away, if we find ourselves in this life and we find ourselves drifted too far, we think too far, God is there waiting opened arms just like the product storms this parable of the prodigal son we find him looking back you know when the prodigal son comes back he's i don't know how he's going to receive me but he was open with open arms and i believe that parable is how god is waiting for us if we've drifted any little bit away from god he is waiting for us to come back he's standing there with open arms wanting us to come back to him today as i begin to close i ask us today in the last few weeks, I've been talking about, and I have talked about in the last few weeks a couple times, about having an evaluation of our own life. And sometimes I think we need to do that regularly. We need to take evaluation of our life and see right where we stand. And we do that by in prayer with God. We ask God, I ask God, I said, God, where do I stand with you? Where, you know, have I drifted away from you, Lord? And I, want, and I pray for restoration. And today, so as we, we stand across, every, we stand today, I ask us today, as I have in the last couple of weeks, 
Let's ask, let's, let's, let's take an evaluation of our own life. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And see where God has led us to. See, let, allow God to open up our eyes and thank see you, the dark corners that we've allowed in. And before it's too late, before we've not even realized how far we've drifted, I ask God to give me that evaluation. Yes. Give me that, you, give me, let, give me, let me open my eyes and see where I'm at with Him. Mm-hmm. Today is, let's just, Make an altar where we stand today, and the altar is open. But if you want to come to the altar, but today I ask us today, each one of us, as Sister Donna begins to play, I ask us today to make an evaluation of where you're at today. Don't be like Samson and keep lying in the lap of the enemy. Because if you keep on laying in the lap of the enemy, eventually you're going to give in and not even know that the Lord has left you. 